First Peter chapter 2 tonight as we have our Wednesday evening Bible study. First Peter chapter 2. Notice verse number 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Jesus Christ. Go to verse number 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in the time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless the reading of your word. And Father, use your word tonight to challenge our hearts. Again, we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The fact that each of us as believers can personally go to God now is just a wonderful fact. We can go to the very throne room of grace. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of of need. Our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, because of his wonderful uh, blood that was shed on Calvary's tree, has given us this wonderful uh, salvation that makes us this holy and royal priesthood. And this royal, holy, royal priesthood, uh, we have the opportunity to go to the very throne room of God and go there with boldness, go there with confidence, the Bible tells us, in 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 14, and bring our request uh, and make them known to our Heavenly Father. I, I sent Pastor Dan the title of the message, Have You Been to the Throne Room Today? Have you been to the throne? Do you realize what you have to be able to go to the throne room today? This is something that was impossible in the Old Testament. It was impossible till Jesus Christ came into this world and became our pontifex, became our bridge builder, our savior. And then with that, uh, we now have this relationship with God. And the relationship with God is a wonderful relationship, recognizing that we can praise his name and, and give him our petitions personally. We don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through a Levite. We can go to him personally. Uh, and uh, he has given us so many wonderful uh, new positions as we recognize our main position in Christ. We have a special relationship that gives us special privileges. Let me say again, notice with me the fact that we are uh, indeed a special people because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And all God's people said, amen and amen and amen. Look at who we are now because of Jesus Christ. Look at what we have now because of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, first of all, let's notice uh, the people addressed. 
the people addressed, I have a three-point outline. I gave it to my granddaughters today. I said, it's the people addressed. And secondly, it's the plea stressed. And third, it's the purpose expressed. And uh, I want us to notice, first of all, the people addressed. Who were these people? They were Christians. Now he calls them in verse number five, lively stones. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And Jesus Christ calls us lively stones. Uh, we're part of this whole program. The Greek word ekklesia means called out assembly. And uh, we recognize as we're called out together, uh, we uh, are, are all carrying on the cause of Christ. And it's a wonderful thing to recognize that Jesus Christ has called us lively stones. Now, I've seen a lot of Christians that were kind of, that could have been called dead stones because they don't have much life in them. There's not much uh, enthusiasm for the cause of Christ, but we're lively stones. And then in verse number five, he also says, we're a holy priesthood. In the uh, Old Testament, the people had uh, a priesthood. You had to be born into this priesthood. But now God's people are a holy priesthood. Each of us have this priestly position. Uh, take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness of the blood of Jesus. It's because of the blood of Jesus. In John, um, uh, he says, John chapter 15 and verse number 16, uh, we're this holy priesthood. In verse number 9, we're this chosen generation. He speaks of the grace of God. He says, ye had not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. This wonderful opportunity we have to go to the very throne room of God in our own stead because of the Lord Jesus Christ forgiving us of our sin, cleansing us from our sin, we have this wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And sometimes we just, we just neglect to recognize who we are now because we are in Christ. We are in Christ. And then he says, uh, we're a, a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. Uh, a royal priesthood, why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is now king and priest. In the Old Testament, Pastor Dan, it was impossible for a king to be a priest. And now we have this, uh, he's called us kings and priests. In Revelation, we know that we are kings. That's our uh, theme verse in our Christian school. Take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 25 through 27. Hebrews 7, 25 through 27. The Bible says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens who needeth not, not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once when he offered up himself. One time, 
And that's why I stress often when folks say, uh, I'll ask them, are you saved on your way to heaven? Well, um, I, 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 I think I'm saved. Uh, I just did that again uh, the other day. Or they continue to pray the sinner's prayer. No, it's once for all. You pray that sinner's prayer, you're saved. And that salvation is good for all eternity. Again, God's people said, what? Amen. Aren't you glad you can't lose your salvation? Aren't you glad the Bible says that no one can pluck you out of the Father's hand? It is so wonderful to recognize what we have, the assurance and the security we have through Jesus Christ. And then he says, a holy nation, a holy nation. Notice verse number nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We'll get to that peculiar people in a minute. Maybe you're sitting by one right now. But anyway, a holy nation. Take your Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. After we're saved, we're going to look at a couple different verses here. But after we're saved, we have a new conversation or a new citizenship which is in heaven. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Verse 20, for our conversation. The word conversation there is a word that uh, also means citizenship. Uh, it means that we have a citizenship in heaven. Uh, the Bible says, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior the Lord Jesus Christ. It gives us where we are now citizenship, or where our citizenship is, and then also tells us to look for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's looking for Jesus to come back. Of course, he was in Nero's prison. He wanted Jesus to come back, and he's encouraging the uh, Philippian church to look for Jesus and his return. Be ready for that. Verse 21, who shall change our vile body this corruptible body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself, arranged in ranks unto himself. So we're a holy nation. Our citizenship is in heaven. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel essential yet? There's a lot of folks that are non-essential. But do you feel essential yet? It's it's pretty neat. We're essential, aren't we, to our Lord Jesus Christ. We're always essential. No matter who calls us non-essential, we're essential. It's wonderful. And then we're a peculiar people. You say, well, I know some peculiar people. Yeah, so do I. Uh, someone has said um, sometimes the, um, uh, the church is like a, a giant uh, bug light, and there's a lot of uh, peculiar bugs that hit that light. Uh, but uh, we're a peculiar people. We're are the people of God. In our unsaved condition, you notice here, we were not a people of God. And he makes that clear. Notice, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priest, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous, I like that, marvelous light, which in time past, we're not a people, but are now the people of God. In time past, you weren't saved. In time past, you weren't a child of God, but now you are a child of God. And because you're a child of God, he's taking you out of darkness, and now you're part of this marvelous light. 
Let your light so shine before God. In our unsaved condition, we weren't God's people. In our saved condition, we now have this wonderful blessing uh, to have all these neat titles plus this special entrance into the very throne room of grace. Take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. And you hath he quickened, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, uh, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Let's go to verse number 11 now. The Bible says, Wherefore remember that ye, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now... We are gods. Now you are gods. And it's such a wonderful, wonderful blessing to be counted as one of God's children. It's great to know that God is my heavenly father. I'm not running uh, as an alien away from God, but I'm running to God and knowing that my God is in control. Then he goes on and he says um, in verse number 11, let's look at verse number 11 as we uh, continue to look at the people addressed here. Now, the Bible says in verse number 11, he says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Three titles here he gives us. Dearly beloved. Um, isn't it great to be loved? And Paul, uh, 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 the, uh, Peter is now saying, dearly beloved. I love you people. Um, you know, I, I, I'm so glad that God has given me this opportunity to, to write this by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to give you this truth. Beloved, he loves us. Eight times in First and Second Peter, he says, or uses the word beloved. And then he says, strangers and pilgrims. Strangers and pilgrims. First of all, let's look at strangers. Uh, I am a beloved stranger. Now, what does that mean, a stranger? We're a stranger because we are um, not at home in this world. Um, if somebody knocks at your door and you don't know them, you say, that's a stranger. We're in this world, we're strangers, and that's what he wants us to get. No, this isn't our, this isn't our home any longer. Our home is in heaven, amen? And this isn't our home. My home is in heaven. I have a mansion just over the hilltop. That's my home. So we're, we're strangers. He wants us to get that. Understand, you're not in the world anymore. Don't live like the world anymore either because that was when the, the devil was your father, but now God is your father and you live for God. Take your Bibles and turn to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. <clears throat> the Bible says, 
Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the, love, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is now the Father, but it is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. It's uh, important that we recognize that, again, we're not a part of this world. When we got saved, our citizenship moved from world to heaven. We are now on our way to heaven, and Jesus Christ has given us this great new life, we're lively stones, holy priesthood, chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We are dearly beloved strangers to this world. And the more you, the more you read your Bible, the more you grow closer to God, you recognize you are strange to this world. We're strange. It's strange. It's strange to be streaming on a Wednesday night church. That's strange. What, what, what are you? Are you what, what's going on? I wave to my neighbors, and some of my neighbors know who I am because I've been to their house and passed out tracks, and they look at it. There goes that preacher again, and his tie is going to church. One, one of my neighbors the other day said, oh, you're going to church just like you always went to church. I said, yeah, I'm streaming it. You should tune in sometime. Uh, you should tune in and, and watch it. You, you'll, you'll love it. It'll be helpful to you. It'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. Jesus loves you. And, and well, I, I got to get going here. And so, you know, that, that's what normal, you know how it is. But it's a, it's a wonderful thing to know that I am a stranger. That's all right. I'll be strange. That's fine. If people want to look at me as strange, I mean, hey, I'm not long for this world. I'm not long. Uh, this week, I can't believe it. I got three things in the mail already this week. Well, I guess one was on Saturday where it said, you can get this good deal on insurance before you die. You know, what? I said, Kathy, what in the world? Have you been sending my name into these places? <laughs> no, uh, but hey, we're strangers. We're strangers. Notice, let's go to Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 7. Well, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And, and again, so many, so often, I mean, this is one of the few churches where you hear messages on the world or against the world or against Hollywood or against rock music or against those. And people go, oh, yeah, you're just old-fashioned. I'm not old-fashioned. I'm a biblicist. It's Bible. Here it is in the Bible. The Bible says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? There's light and darkness again. Did you just read that in Second uh, Peter or First Peter chapter two? Yes, we did. Now notice verse number one of seven, verse uh, chapter seven. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved. Having therefore the therefore goes back to chapter six. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So we're strangers. And then he says we're also uh, uh, pilgrims. Well, what was a pilgrim? A pilgrim was from a different land, and he was traveling through this new land. And we're pilgrims. 
uh, we have a, a journey. We're on this journey to a very sacred place. Amen, Justin? We're on a journey to heaven. We're pilgrims. Uh, pilgrims like strangers are passing through. They're from a different land. You, you became a citizen uh, when you asked Jesus Christ of heaven, when you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life. There was a uh, song we used to sing in our youth group. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. This is not my home. Heaven is my home. A dear saint was on his deathbed. And uh, by the way, to even prove that in a greater way, Jesus calls us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 20, ambassadors. What's an ambassador? Ambassador is from a different country, and he goes to another country. He's from, from his home country. He goes to another country. And uh, we are ambassadors, calls us in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 20. Dear Saint was on his deathbed, and, and a friend came by and said, Well, I'm glad to see you are still in the land of the living. The dear old saint replied, no, I'm not in the land of the living. I'm in, still in the land of the dying, going soon to the land of the living. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad we have heaven to look forward to? Aren't you glad you're a child of God? If for no other reason, you don't have to fear death. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, the Bible tells us. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, uh, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He told the church of Philippi, hey, it's, it, it's for you that uh, the Lord's probably leaving me alive because I'd rather be up with him. I'm betwixt too. Uh, and again, we have this wonderful blessing. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Yeah, it's important that we realize uh, the wonderful opportunity we have as uh, God's people. It reminds me, we had some great, uh, the girls made some chocolate chip cookies, and they filled them full of chocolate chips. I've been really watching it lately because I've been getting too heavy during this COVID-19. Uh, I don't want to gain 19 pounds during COVID-19. But uh, delicious chocolate chip, full of extra uh, chocolate chips they put in there. It reminds me of the guy who was laying in bed, and uh, he was near death. Nobody expected him to live much longer. Many of the family members had gathered. All of a sudden, he's laying in bed, and he smelled this great smell. You know the smell, the smell of chocolate chip cookies his favorite he called out but nobody responded so he rolled out of bed and literally crawled to the kitchen he got to the kitchen and he got to the counter and he couldn't stand up he was so weak so he got up on his knees and he reached to the counter and felt the warm moist chocolate chip cookie then there was a quick slap on the hand and he heard his sister-in-law say, don't touch those. Those are for the funeral. You know, <laughs> I can see my sister-in-law doing that to me. But anyway, uh, it is uh, such a blessing 
that when a loved one who knows Jesus Christ, their personal Savior, goes on into glory, that we know that someday we'll see him again. And you know, fast time passes so fast. It passes so fast. I've got a birthday at the end of the month. I can't believe how old I'm going to be. It's just amazing. I told my wife the other day, I can't believe that I'm as old as I, they, they say I am. That birth certificate says I am. Time flies. And it goes fast when you're having fun. I've had a lot of fun in life. But you know, death doesn't scare me. Because I'm a part of the family of God. When I go, this body is just going to be a body that's going to be cast into the earth. But I'll be in heaven. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And as one of God's children, it's a great blessing to have that confidence. But not only the people addressed, which was the longest point for some of you that are getting nervous, but the plea stressed. I beseech you, he says, I beseech you. Notice, literally, I'm begging you. I beseech you, brethren. I, I, I'm begging you. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, verse number 11, as strangers and pilgrims abstain from flesh and lust which war against the soul. Recognize, I'm begging you to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm begging you as a child of God to recognize what you have. You are a holy priest, uh, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. Take your Bibles and turn there. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 14. The Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage against Again, to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Ready? Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy. Abba. Intimate. Wonderful expression of love towards God. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Oh, yeah. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Boy, that's a good verse. Amen and amen. Live like you are. God's children. Live like you are part of this royal priesthood, this holy nation, this peculiar people. Live like you are God's. That's the plea. Look at the plea. Don't live in the world, but live for God. Live looking for the reward of heaven, uh, the rewards in heaven. And then in the third place, the people address, the police address, and the purpose expressed. Notice verse number 12. The Bible says, Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. 
Again, your testimony, your lifestyle on a daily basis. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Back up to verse number nine, that ye should show forth the second part of that verse, the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Into his marvelous light. Let them see you as a Christian. Let them see you and see the way you're living. Show them your Christianity until Jesus comes for you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. There are many dark days today, and this is the greatest time in our lifetime to show forth the light of Jesus. Encourage others. The other night, Daniel and Aaron were working on a project, and, and Aaron said, Daniel's headlight went out or was got real dim. And so I got my phone, and, and I had my light up there that was bright. Well, that's the way we ought to be helping one another. We ought to be encouraging one another and exhorting one another, even as the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25, to do right. This is the time to do right. This is the time. You know, some of you good folks, you're, you're just sitting on your hands. Jesus is going to come back in the clouds. You want to get your hands up and get ready to go. It's, it's, it's ready. It, 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 what, what else has to happen in this world? Oh, yeah. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 13, Verses 11 through 14. Take your Bibles and turn there. Romans 13, 11 through 14. And that knowing the time. Do you know what time it is? And that knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. That night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Amen, brother. Amen. Take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to close her down here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look at it with me just for a minute or two. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Some really strong verses. Verse, 5, verse 33. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God speak this to your shame huh I speak this to your shame beloved we're being beseeched to behold that Jesus is coming again look at what we have look at who we are look who's coming let's live like Jesus is coming father 
I thank you for your word and I thank you for the power of it. And I pray, dear God, you'd use your word to continue to challenge us throughout the week, that we would live for you in such a way that you could use our testimony as a light in this dark day. Father, we're so thankful. Thankful for who we are because of Jesus Christ. Thankful for what we have because of Jesus Christ. Thank you for where we're going because of Jesus Christ. Now, Father, I pray you'd bless, continue to use your word to challenge and instruct us. In Jesus' name, amen.